Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Nice to be back after it a couple is. of weeks break. Yes. Well, you needed it though, Steve. You were very busy. Last week was an amazing week for you, wasn't it, uh, with the shows? Uh, I don't know how you managed it. I really don't, but there you are. Yeah. I couldn't do it at my age, that's for sure. But you can, <laughs> being young and sprightly, you can... Less less sprightly than I used to be, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm knackered all the oh, time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. We had to take a break last week, and uh, I just my voice has has just really returned. It really went for a while, um, you know. So and, and over that period of last week, um, doing shows and things, it's really yeah. It's been a pretty exhausting couple of weeks, um, but. They, never mind, we're back. Um, lots to talk about. Uh, a few weeks ago, you were talking to us about a cat picture, which you have now finished. So we will talk about that a little later on. But we've also got um, a couple of questions that have come in and things that we can talk about. But uh, So we'll, we'll get on to that in a moment. How are you, Dad, though? You OK? I'm fine, thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Full of the joys of spring, I might add. We've been out and about, and uh, it's lovely now. There's some when it's not raining and miserable as it has been the last few days, but um, we've had some nice weather, and uh, we've been out and about, and it's lovely this time of year. It really is. Good, good. Do you feel like you do more painting this time of year now, mm. or do you feel you do less? No, I don't. Not really, no. I, I've settled into quite a routine now. I've got other things we do. Um, um, as I say, we go out quite a lot. And, you know, we've had the work done here, and that's been stretched on for well over six months now. We've had bits and pieces done. Um, so we've been pretty busy with that. And But so the painting really has kind of taken a, a, a backward step a bit. I think probably... One of the reasons is, Steve, you, you find that in the end, you, you've done it, been there, done that, and you think, well, what can I do that's new? Um, hence the cat that I've done. Um, so what I've done is, is return to some of the things that I've done before. And uh, it, with a different, I think with a different uh, slant on it. I think people might, might see, especially when they see the cat later on, you see, well, that's changed a bit. I think I put more. I don't put more work into it, but the work I put in is is kind of changed a bit. I can't describe it very easily, but it's a, there's more. Sometimes I've always said that when you're doing artwork, really, you shouldn't really labour it too much. I've seen this done before, and when I had my gallery, people spend too much time trying to get it right. And um, my experience has been recently that the less you do, the less work you actually spend, or less time, should I say, rather than work, time you spend on a, uh, a project, it seems to come out better, more original, fresher, and uh, less fussy. Does, does that make any sense to you? It, it's the way I see it, and uh, I think... When people say, perhaps see the pictures that I'm doing now, they, they might see that. 
they may not mm. interesting because I, I was going to ask you whether you actually spend longer over your paintings now do you take more time over your paintings but you've answered that mm. with with kind of the opposite absolutely right that's 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 put it in a nutshell really i, I don't I, I spend an hour, maybe two hours at the most. Sometimes it's a fleeting moment. I look at something, oh, I think I'll change this. I don't, I don't spend the time on it, no. Not like I used to. At one time or other, when I first started out, I used to spend hours and hours. And I found that uh, possibly as you get older, you, you don't have quite the concentration that you had when you're young. But... Uh, I find that that is in fact a benefit and I've seen that benefit come out in the work I've done. I'm just doing a picture at the moment and it's a landscape. I think I told you I was going back to a landscape. And I, I've, I've noticed on this, um, whereas one time, particularly trees and uh, buildings particularly, um, I used to labour it, you know, spend a long time trying to get the exact replica of what I was um, looking at and the reference picture. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm finding that uh, has definitely benefited the, the finished work and uh, I, I like it better. I like it better because it's um, quicker, I suppose you could say, and uh, it's not laboured. And that comes out in the picture. The picture looks pressure because of it that's my opinion okay well we'll we'll talk about the cat picture we'll show everyone that picture a little bit later on so people can see what you're talking about um in the meantime we will cover some questions that have come in the first one was from Catherine, and she said can you recommend which pastel sticks are closest to the pencils that you use it would be useful for covering large areas um, and save me going through too many pencils. Now, normally we would recommend, in the past, we would have recommended polychromos pastel sticks by Faber-Castell because they are a harder, chalkier pastel than soft pastel. But unfortunately, those are now discontinued, as everyone knows, um, even though we've got a fair amount still here, actually, um, on our shop. So if people still wanted to get hold of them, we do still still sell them individually we've got a, a backload of stock that um that we've still got so people can still get hold of them if they want to try them um but uh yeah unfortunately they're discon discontinued so i thought i'd take this opportunity to talk about other harder pastel sticks that are available because uh at one time we could have also recommended the Caran dash pastel pastel cubes but unfortunately, they're discontinued as well now. It seems like all of these harder stick pastels, the slightly larger stick pastels as well, are all just not really used as much. And I know we've talked about that in past podcasts, um, but I thought we could use this opportunity, Dad, to talk about other ones that might be useful. Mm. Well, surely, um, I suppose the, the ones nearest would be now the Cretacolor sticks that um, they are the same consistency and they work really well with the pastel pencil. I, I, can, I can kind of sympathise with the manufacturers when they say, um, we're going to, I think we've, it's done its run now, we'll, we'll stop them because uh, uh, Swans to Below 
did the Carbothello sticks and they went and uh, now we've got others going which means that they're not they weren't selling and I do understand that because with pastel pencils they are still going like hotcakes and uh, I hope they never drop out at least after I've gone I don't mind but until then we don't want them to go I don't think they will because there's so such a following with the pastel pencil uh, but really and you know I've um, recently I've done some backgrounds using just pencils I haven't come down to the sticks where at one time I would have used the sticks and I think the main reason for that was the pastel map paper that because that uh, can absorb more as long as you put more colour on it and I found that I'm kind of not using them as much either but if you want to use them I think probably the best thing to do is to get the polychromo sticks that we have in our store as a good opportunity to get them the one good thing about the pastel is it doesn't deteriorate I mean, I've still got some of my original Carbothello sticks now. They're 30 wow. years old. Over, well over 30, 35 years old. Still okay. Still okay to use. So I, I don't, that's the one good thing about it. So if you've got them, then uh, they're, they're, it's a worth investment, I think. But mm. they're the ones that I would say Cretacolor would be the nearest. Um, there was a soft a softer stick pastel Faber did I don't think they do them anymore the the, the half sticks they were yeah think. they still do that I, I think so yeah I think they still do the yeah. half stick pastels well yeah. if they do those again I would say that they're probably some worth considering yeah they're a they're called the creative studio set they're very affordable as well these half stick soft pastels mm. Um, they're not quite soft then. They're not quite the consistency of soft pastel, but they're not hard either. I, I, no, they're not. Definitely not. But um, uh, it's a toss-up, really, if I was going to choose between Gretacolor sticks, which are harder. I think harder than the Polychromos, actually. A bit more scratchy. Whereas the Faber one, not the, yeah, the Faber creative studio you said those, ones. those probably would be better and especially if you're looking at filling the paper they would fill the paper really well I'm not a great lover of putting as you know soft pastel or pastel sticks even uh, to cover large areas I'd prefer to use the pencil but then that's me mm. and I don't mind the time but it does take longer obviously uh, and I can understand people saying, oh, I don't have to use quite so much pencil. You find you use as much pastel sticks, though. They'll go down because they're softer than the pastel mm. pencil. Mm. And it's each to their own. Yeah. So I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't put people off. But uh, I can only say what I do. Mm. Absolutely. Lovely. Excellent. Well, thank you, Catherine, for the question. I hope that's been interesting for you and others out there. Um, moving on to the next email we have from Jonathan. 
And Jonathan says, I would like to ask Colin about a thought that occurred to me. I've visited several large amateur and professional artist public exhibitions, and I noticed that not one artwork exhibited was painted in pastel pencils. Even soft and hard pastel stick paintings appear very few in number two. I was wondering, as pastel pencils has greatly increased in popularity over the years, why is this the case? I would be very interested to hear Colin's views on my observations. It is amazing how popular pastel pencils are now, and they're still not chosen as sort of a primary medium to produce... Uh, I mean, they are, but they're not um, ex like more widely used in the public uh, exhibitions and stuff. It's That's crazy. Right. It's always been that way. Right from the beginning, when I first started out, I was the only one doing them. No one was doing pastel pencils. I did them because I liked them. I enjoyed doing them. And when I started doing uh, portrait work, pets portrait particularly, they were much easier to handle than uh, watercolour or acrylic or oil. Uh, but the public still seem to think that pastel is not really uh, a professional medium. Uh, I disagree with it, but that's me. Um, and I think Jonathan is right, actually. You'll find that people prefer to have an oil painting on their wall or a watercolour painting on their wall. Not so much acrylic, but that's, that's still reasonably popular. Gouache is another uh, medium that works quite well. Pastel, pastel sticks particularly are messy. They are very difficult to work with. They get, your hands get completely covered in different colours and you have to keep washing them or not. So I wouldn't use pastel sticks. Pastel pencil, however, is a wonderful medium to use, as people know. And I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't have done it any other way. I started out with, with uh, watercolour. I started out using oil because I thought that's what people wanted. And I never really got on with oil. But I did get on with watercolour, uh, so I would have and uh, would stick to watercolour if it hadn't been that a pastel pencil came along. I think people know the story. Mm. Yeah. Don't know about, I wanted to do a, a pet portrait and uh, I couldn't do it with watercolour. Simple as that. But pa pastel pencils work well. But we've done very well over pastel pencils and I people that have followed us have, uh, have done very well as, as, uh, as well. Yeah, we know that. There are pieces of art going into exhibitions. Recently, we had someone on our Facebook group just say that they they're entering into it, they're doing an exhibition, entering some pieces, um, and we know that past students recently um, and way back have been entering their works into exhibitions as pastel uh, pastel pencils. So it, it is happening, but it it does seem to be very very few and far between. Um, and I suppose, yeah, as you say, it's it's just taking its time, filtering through the masses as being a serious medium. Um, there's, but, one, there's one other yeah. point that, I, 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 that I've raised there. I think the pastel pencils is a great medium for people from the leisure point of view and being able to do something because they're creative. Not necessarily... I don't think many of the, our, our members would actually exhibit in art shows. They're doing it because they enjoy it. I did it because I enjoyed it. And uh, I didn't really exhibit. I can't remember exhibiting a, a, a piece in an exhibition ever. 
I've sold quite a lot of, of, of pastel pencil paintings uh, to commissions or to people who came to the gallery but I never exhibited them. And probably for the same reason that Jonathan's talking about, they, they don't necessarily go down well. Uh, so I think it's more from the point of view of the creative, the hobbyist artist being able to use their creative talents in not so much with a view to selling it or to se exhibiting it. Hmm. That's how I see it. It's a really good point. Yeah, a really good point. Well, if anyone has anything to add to that, um, please let us know and uh, we'll talk about it perhaps next week if people send in their thoughts and responses to, to that discussion. We'll perhaps bring it up next week and see what other people ha have to say. Uh, and also, we can also continue the discussion over on our Facebook group. So if people want to chat about it on there or share their views, then, then that's what the Facebook group is for. Um, okay, let's move on to your cat picture then this week uh it's absolutely beautiful we'll probably up on screen for everyone um and i just adore that background uh i think i said in the last podcast it was reminiscent of your early works in the gallery um and i just think it it looks great and i wouldn't actually have assumed you'd done you would do a green background ground for a cat like this or that certainly that kind of green background I probably wouldn't have done if I hadn't seen the, the photograph. The photograph sold it to me. In fact, I think probably like you, when I saw that background on the cat, on the photographic uh, reference, I thought, gosh, that looks really good. It brought out the eye. And this is the whole object of uh, the exercise. So I thought, well, OK, well, uh, it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the green um, background. And this, you're quite right. It does look absolutely stunning. Uh, because of that reason and the eye is um, super as well now coming back to the eye and the nose of that cat well I was talking about earlier when we opened the discussion here I was talking about time didn't take me very long to do uh, either the eye and the nose was even quicker ordinarily I would have gone back onto that nose and read jigged it and made it absolutely perfect but when I saw it I thought that looks really good why do I need to touch it again if it looks that good if I'm if, if I I kind of like skipped across it in fact I don't think I uh, I don't remember videoing it it was part, part of the, uh, the setup that I was doing and I, and I think I just did it with a view, really, possibly at that time, to go back and then go over the top of it, you know, and rejig it on the video. But it looks so good, I wouldn't do it. I've left it. And the eyes the same. So once again, I think this goes to show something that I was mentioning earlier. It doesn't take... You don't have to spend the time on it if it works. And I think if I'd gone back and I'd fiddle with the eye and fiddle with the nose, it wouldn't have had the same impact. You can only, you can only be, go by what you think um, at the time. And uh, so I think this is, uh, this is, again, a little breakthrough for us. Absolutely. And the, the bottom half of the cat almost looks impressionistic, you know, in the way that you've 
sort of mm. it, it forces all your attention to go to the face um it gives you somewhere to focus in on because the 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 lack of detail at the bottom which is what the long fur of a cat doesn't really have any detail so you still get the texture but that um forces your eyes to focus more on the face where all the detail mm. is um so it's not a hard it sounds an odd comment but it's not a hard picture to look at no, no one, one time steve i would have i would have chopped it off at the bottom um well i don't need all that i just you know a couple of inches below the chin and i that's that's enough but i decided not to simply because once again when i looked at the original photograph i loved it i loved the poe the pose i loved the the idea of having more of the cat in there and uh, see the thing is you can't lose because if if i decided that i didn't like it all i just chop it off and what you would have put on the screen then is something that uh, i've i've done before many times or i could have just done it in a fog like I've done before. But this time I liked it. And if I like the, the original photographic and it hits me, uh, then I stick to it. And that's what I've done here. But I've got to tell you that that was a bit of artistic impression there. I didn't follow exactly what was on the photograph. I copied the idea, not the actual. Interesting. Really interesting. Um... And the colouring of the fur uh, looks really great. Did you mention last time there's a Caran d'Ache colour in there that mm. um, I'm picking out an orange? Yes, there's, there's two or three Caran d'Ache. Um, I'm, I'm falling on them more and more now. Not as I said, I think I mentioned that last time, the basic uh, set of colours are Faber-Castell. I always start with them. Uh, and they are kind of staple tones, really. But then you need sometimes, especially in this cat, you needed something to brighten it up. And uh, there's quite a lot of Caran d'Ache in there. Yes. More than uh, any other, any of the Creticolor or the Carbatello. But they've all got their places. Uh, I think this is a wonderful thing about what we do now. We've got... Uh, although people have got to, if they want to follow what I do, they've just got to buy the pencils. But I think they, they can buy them because we give them the individual colours. They can buy them. And once you've bought them, you're almost certainly going to be using them again. You know, rather than buying a whole set of Caran d'Ache, which is quite pricey, buy the individual colours that I suggested because you're going to be using them again. And I do, I almost certainly... Um, some of the some of the pencils are wearing down now and I'll have to get some replacements. But you don't use a lot of them. You don't you use a lot of the Faber pencils because you're putting base colours in with them. Um, but uh, because the uh, Caran d'Ache is softer, uh, it's more spontaneous and you don't need so much of it. Great. Yeah, no, it's I can tell the colours. I can see them in this picture. Um knowing the range as i do so um i think it's uh it, it just it definitely brightens it up um and adds a level to this picture that it wouldn't have had without them um 
so yeah great job dad uh i hope people are looking forward to doing this one it will be a class on the picture uh a class on the website might not have the nose in there but we'll see when i get the footage through <laughs> um but uh yeah we'll, we'll have that up there on the website can I um, perhaps finally bring on a point that's just dawned on me? Um, that cat picture and all the other pictures that I've done and all our members have done, some fantastic work is being done now. How many portraits, pet portraits, do you see in exhibitions? Not many. And the reason you don't is because you're doing individual, you're doing commissions or you're doing cats for people or horses for people or dogs for people. So therefore they don't necessarily go into exhibitions, into landscapes and still lives and, and all the other seascapes and this that people want on their wall. So another reason why probably they don't see, or John, Jonathan doesn't actually see when he goes to these uh, exhibitions, too many of pet portraits. Or, so that's the reason it's the subject material as well as as the medium itself yeah yeah interesting yeah good point good point so what's next you mentioned you're working on a landscape at the moment i am and uh i've taken some liberties with this as well and it's maple durham mill did i tell you last week with it? no you, you didn't but you've you've done one of these maple durham mills before i did i did but it's a completely different view of it it's the uh, it's a it's a popular view because television cameras and the film cameras have actually used that as um, uh, in their uh, productions. So it's probably when people see it, it's particularly the view that I've got, uh, they probably would see that as being oh I remember I've seen that somewhere before. So it's recognisable, but it's a lovely picture and uh, it's got everything in it. It's got a watermill in it. It's got uh, trees and buildings and everything and everything but i'm taking some liberties with it i've got to say and because uh, i kind of follow the picture i follow the idea but changing one or two things that uh, i think would look better because that's going to be interesting sounds interesting yeah sounds good yes well you'll see it you'll see it next week fantastic i'm, I'm, well, over, I'm well over halfway now brilliant Excellent. I look forward to seeing that. Um, excellent. Well, as always, if anyone has anything they'd like us to discuss, please drop us an email, get in touch with us, and uh, we'll bring it up on a future episode. Um, we'll show off your picture next week, Dad, see how you're getting on with that. And um, if anyone has any comments about what we've discussed today, then please let us know. Uh, continue to the discussion, either on Facebook or uh, for a future episode. But for now, we will leave it there for this week. So thank you, everyone, for watching and listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week.